Hello. Welcome to Chess Talk episode 236. It's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of weeks. It's a long ass time. But hello. It's Cody and Brittany again. Yeah. Rob Lynn were not able to join us this week. Boo. Unfortunately. They're more interesting. Boo on them. They're having a child or something and that needs work. Yeah. It's fine. We're not mad. It's fine. Yeah, we love them. But we actually got a packed episode this week. Yes. We're going to talk about some shows, some movies, and the Oscars just ended. So we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. So let's get into it. Nothing really happened this week, so you just want to get right into the topics. Yeah, nothing topics. happened. Nothing um, happened at all. I mean, I guess we played D&D. Yeah, that was the most important thing that happened to you this week. I do want to talk about D&D, because you got very mad at me, but we can talk about... You were being rude. I don't want to talk about D&D. <laughs> like, you got nasty with me, and I was really mad at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember being nasty. You were being I'm sorry. really nasty. <laughs> So you can cut this out. I don't want to talk about D&D. And you say that I got mad at you. Like, yeah, because you were being rude. But aside from that, what else happened? This week? Yes. I made pretzels. You have to say it. Okay. I made pretzels. Yeah. That and you fun. were annoyed because you got parchment. Dude, the parchment paper stuck to the bottom of my pretzels. And no one wants to eat paper, but I hate it anyway. I don't fucking care. But pretzels are really easy. Mm-hmm. Should make them. Ten out of ten. Would make again without parchment paper. Yes. Okay. You have your next agenda. I'm playing a chess with a computer. Hopefully, I will not get destroyed like I did last week. You're smarter than computers, mm-hmm. Cody. You can do this. I am a computer. I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know their logic. What else happened this week? You tell me. Uh, Brittany and I. To. What? You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to mention it. I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, then you Podcast it. is the thing. Uh, Brittany and I went on a hike this morning. Yes. Up in good old Mount Charleston. And while there, I proposed to Brittany. Aww. And she said no. So. Yeah, so <laughs> this is our final episode. <laughs> I'm moving out tomorrow. It was really awkward. No, she said yes. Yeah. Insert where Rob and Madeline would say congrats and cheer for us and stuff. Yeah, but, but we, we don't have friends. But we don't so. have friends, so it's just us talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So, hooray, that happened. Yeah. It's a thing. That was cute. Um. So, just had to mention that. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Nice and Sunday. Moving on from that. <laughs> yep. My ring doesn't fit. Uh, it doesn't, and we got to get it resized, and it was stressful not being able to talk to you about it but we moved past it yeah because you said it was like serious planning like a month i mean yeah i i knew that i was going to be asking you i would say probably since at least thanksgiving at the absolute latest i knew i'd be asking you around this time and then yeah definitely the past month is when i really started like planning about the ring and everything so so i mean yeah definitely the biggest part was just not telling you yeah so not to (laughs) brush past it or anything yeah but yeah we're over it already it's, it's a fine. thing and if we had other people on i'm sure we would talk about it more but it just feels weird to kind of just talk about it amongst the two of us yeah when we already have clearly talked about it a lot um so more exciting news i um <laughs> not more exciting <laughs> no not more exciting in the um comparing but in like a uh, plus this yes. also happened Thank you. Okay. You get it. I really hope it's fucking like... Mario. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) 
I did finish Mario. Uh, I did run it. You seemed more relieved after finishing Mario than after you proposed. I was really worried about Mario because <laughs> we <laughs> uh, we did dog training yesterday, and on the way home from dog training, um, I was talking to you about Mario, and I was like, "Yeah, I got the darker side in me," and I was like, "Yeah, it'll probably be like two or three hours of me like practicing it, and like maybe I'll be able to finish the game today." And I think the first try after we got home, I beat the darker yeah. side. Yeah. And then it was literally just go and get the hidden moon arts and then get the six purple coins I needed for Mushroom Kingdom. And that mm -hmm. was it. I was done with the game. Yeah. So uh, I beat it. I'm done. I have just under 50 hours put into Mario Odyssey. So I think it's, you know, seal of approval. I think my rating still stands. What was it? 9.5, I want to say. I think something like Nearly that. perfect. Um just frustrating and i still that doesn't that hasn't changed um and i have moved on from mario to playing skyrim i know it's another open world rpg like i said i probably wouldn't do but um i think with skyrim it has enough kind of mm -hmm. direction and it doesn't give you like a very clear end point like mario did so yeah. i don't feel this urge to complete it yeah i want to know why you started skyrim rather than going back to like breath of the wild or... because breath of the wild has very clear like <clears throat> zones and things you can complete in each yeah. zone and so that like gave me anxiety thinking about starting that oh. like if i started it i knew i would need to go through each zone and get every yeah. single thing and complete it so i was like i can't do that again yeah. immediately after yeah. mario yeah but with Skyrim, it's like mm -hmm. there are things you can do, but you don't need to in order to complete. Mm -hmm. um, and you're well aware of it, but I have started a character that I've literally never played a character like this before. It's interesting. I didn't really think about being able to do it in Skyrim. I am playing a Khajiit, mm -hmm. which I've never played that race before. And they get bonuses to sneak and thief. Stuff, um, I, I think. think so. Yeah, they get bonuses definitely to sneak because I started when I first like looked at skills for the first time my sneak was at 25 yeah so that's definitely higher than normal um and they get uh, a special like unarmored attack bonus because i have claws um, but i'm not doing that because i'm doing sneak and i'm not doing sneaky archer i'm doing sneaky daggers mm -hmm. that's it and i do have a mace right now in my left hand but my dagger in my right hand is my most important because i have quickly found out if i don't get sneak attacks off i cannot kill things mm -hmm. at all I will literally fight a bandit for like 30 seconds if I can't sneak up on him and kill him. So yeah. I quick save a lot. Um, so I think it's more challenging this way. And I think mm -hmm. it's interesting. And on top of that, I'm doing the alchemy. I'm doing a lot of enchanting and I'm mm -hmm. mining for stuff. I'm like trying to make my own weapons and armor. Yeah. So I'm just being a little more meticulous. And yeah. I'm like level 14 and I'm still, I just finished talking to the Greybeards. So. Yeah, that was weird to me. I yeah. thought you'd be further along. But no. you're leveling up quickly because you're actually like using the skills. And I think that's like a benefit to being like a sneaky kind of thief person is that you have a lot of different skills that play into it. Because mm -hmm. you have sneak, you have lockpicking, you have uh, pickpocketing, you have mm -hmm. speech. Um, and then on top of that, you have your combat skills. So it all mm -hmm. kind of adds up very quickly. Yeah. Like, my sneak is already almost to 70 out yeah. of 100. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, so up really fast. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, like I said, it's a little more challenging for me. Mm -hmm. And it's making it like a new experience to the game, which I appreciate. Because yeah. when you usually play, you do like two-handed weapons usually, right? 
my very first character was like I didn't know the meme or anything. It's just I went sneaky archer because yeah. it was like, oh, this is probably fun. Like I made a wood elf because they were good at archery, and then yeah. I just did sneaky archer, yeah. and it was great. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I would typically do either some form of two-handed heavy armor or heavy armor and one-handed and casting. Yeah. And I think the <clears throat> fact that I am playing it on the Switch um, is also help limiting me because when I play on the PC, I would always like give myself infinite lock picks and mm-hmm. ultimate healing potions and stuff, which is nice to make it more casual and things like that. Yeah. But then you quickly get bored because you're constantly just winning. So now... Yeah. There's risk and there's, challenge. There's risk. And like there was a point where I was fighting like a bandit chief or something like that and i had to reload five or six times just because like i couldn't sneak up on it and so then i couldn't kill it because it was fucking me up in combat Mm -hmm. and i didn't have any healing potions so it was like i was just kind of trapped in this quick save where i either need to kill it or run but Mm -hmm. i couldn't run away in time so i decided Mm -hmm. to keep trying until i could get a good position and kill it yeah and, like, on PC, it wouldn't be a problem because I would have unlimited ultimate healing potions. But yeah. now I don't, so it's like, okay, I need to think about it and actually try. Yeah. So it's interesting, and I'm, I have a feeling you're getting some entertainment out of watching. Yeah. You haven't seen my character's name yet. No. I am a Khajiit. So what do you think my character's name is? Didn't you tell me earlier? No. I don't I mentioned know. it. I mentioned is that. Is your name Cat? My name is Garfield. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a cat. Yeah, I... I... I got it. I'm a cat and I'm a Khajiit. Uh, I looked at my stats the last time I played and I've been, uh, my character has been in the game for 10 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've slept 10 hours. 11 hours. 11 hours. <laughs> that's like one point some hours a day. <laughs> and that's not, definitely not how much I've actually 1. slept 1. per 1 hours. Because I, my waiting hours is 70. <laughs> Jesus. So I've spent more time just waiting and staring at a ceiling than I have sleeping in the game. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I haven't needed to play it handheld, but I'm interested to see what that's like in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so expect more Skyrim updates. Um, we are also switching topics. Uh, pause for losing in chess. Uh Switching topics, I got two more board games for us. Yes. Cara Carcassonne. Something like that. It's a, it's based on a, it's, it's based on, but like it, you don't need to know anything about it. It's based on like a region in France, whatever, again, does not matter, but it's kind of a very, very dumbed down city building game. Mm -hmm. That is the best way I can describe it in a sentence. Mm -hmm. And it's just luck and drawing tiles that determines what road or city you get and you're trying to score points by having a large city or a large road and that's essentially it how many games have we played four how many times have you won four yeah i'm just really good at it i guess like what the fuck (laughs) i think i'm good and then nope you you win the closest we got was the very last game we played while we were watching the oscars yeah and you won by one point. Yes, I did. I'm really good. Every other game, I think you had at least 20 to 30 point lead on me. So, mm-hmm. fuck me. I'm garbage at no, you're strategy. Great. I think it was just luck of the draw. It I... is. And that's the worst part. It's yeah. like, I, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just because like you'll get things 
that kind of sort of help you, but just elongate the process of getting points. And then in my case, you will then get a piece that would be perfect for me. But of course, you're not going to use it to help my Because that's not how we play the game. Exactly. You don't do that for me when you get things that'll help me. No, but I think because you could... Easily in this game, you could fuck people over yeah. and prevent them from getting points. Yeah, and we're being very nice to each we've other. We've been very good about not doing that. Yeah. I think that would be more beneficial or at least more expected if you had more players. Yeah. Because at least with two people, it's very personal. But if you do, uh, you can play with up to five players. So yeah. I think that would that'd be more expected and I think that's be like required to actually get yeah because with two people like there's plenty of room for us to just expand different ways and not interfere with each other's shit but with four or five people like well some of us will have to start stealing each other's shit so once we introduce more people to it uh anything else are you ready to get into topics topics and what do you want to talk about first bojack yeah so, BoJack, final episodes are out. Yeah, I'm sure and you've all already finished them. The entire thing, yeah. We're dumb, and we watched the first two. We are not dumb. Everything you is we now. You made this rule. Everything is we now. I'm, fuck this. Take it back. <laughs> no. Your favorite joke it's not now. what I signed up for. It's your favorite joke now. No. Your favorite joke is take it back. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's your favorite mm-hmm. joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched the first two episodes of BoJack Season 6 Part 2. Mm-hmm. That's not confusing. So, spoilers, check the timestamps. And it was sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we, it's the dramatic irony. We know the reporters are happening. We know that the story is breaking. And mm-hmm. we finally see like a glimpse of the reality settling in for BoJack at the end of Episode 2 where he... Yeah. faints has a heart attack i think is what they're I alluding to i have no idea i think it's probably a heart attack yeah. that's what happened i don't know it's sad but i think the point of the show is it's not about bojack getting away with everything that he's done it's him coming to terms with it but also having to pay for his mistakes but at what point is it he has a tone for them in his own way I think it's kind of, it's almost like too true to life mm-hmm. where it's like, even if it's been years and you're a different person, it doesn't excuse what happened to you. I think mm-hmm. it's almost, it's so meta to like Hollywood mm-hmm. and it's frustrating because we're seeing it from the quote unquote protagonist point of view of mm-hmm. he has been the asshole and now he is better mm-hmm. and trying to change and do good, but like mm-hmm. other people are still dealing with what he's done to them yes you know years after the fact yeah so it's sad i just don't really have a lot to say because i'm depressed about it the first episode was really good it was hard to see like hollyhock kind of pushing him away i get it with what she found out yeah i wish she would bring it up to him but how how do you yeah bring that up to your new brother that's yeah. trying to be close to you mm-hmm second episode with diane antidepressant style i was gonna ask you about diane like (laughs) stop it don't ask me about diane (laughs) because when it was like her trying to write i think after like the second or third time i was like is this just what your head is like Mm -hmm. constantly (laughs) just like images and shapes and like people yelling at you and Mm -hmm. getting things wrong my anxiety is at the point where i'll open like my folder with like my social apps and i'll see outlook and I'll start thinking about work and I just like close my phone because I just like I can't even go into like Instagram or fucking Reddit because I just see Outlook and I'm like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to see that symbol. 
I also appreciate it with episode two, like it started very light and stuff and like Diane was getting over the little things and it was just like mm-hmm. Diane on antidepressants. It's antidepressant style. <laughs> yeah. But she can't write if she's not sad, which is depressing. But I really liked Princess Carolyn in that episode. Like mm-hmm. it's like the whole time Princess Carolyn's being really pushy, but like she had this really nice heart to heart with Diane about like, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. Why don't you write something fun? Yeah. Even if it's not what you want to do, it's mm-hmm. what you do want to do right now. Yeah. And it's not preventing yeah, in this the other book. Yeah. Yeah. But. And I, I think it's, I thought it was a very important scene, not just for Diane, but for Princess Carolyn, mm-hmm. because it was a very like motherly scene. Yeah. And that's pretty important to that character. Yeah. That was a nice scene. Mm-hmm. I don't it, know what the fuck's going to happen. It was but, hard to see Charlotte and Penny again. Yeah. Oh, God. That's time has moved on and stuff Mm -hmm. another thing i did like about episode two is how todd almost had another fantastical thing happen oh my god but they just like they made it a joke like Mm -hmm. oh no this is just an insane person why would this ever happen to you Mm -hmm. you don't just get the university (laughs) (laughs) i'm willie wesleyan or whatever the fuck the bosnaries taste like schnozberries (laughs) todd just is the luckiest person Mm mm-hmm but can he withstand the marshmallow he's just like i like that Maud works at a cinnabon or whatever because mm-hmm. todd's a cinnabon and he needs to be protected mm-hmm. from the evil world i don't i don't want to watch the rest because i just know i'm going to be sad yeah well, it's not going to be a bad. good ending we're doing it maybe it will be who knows maybe it could be a good ending, even if it's not a good ending for Bojack. So we still have Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles' perfect marriage God, to see how that happens. fucking annoying. <laughs> marriage goals, right? Heck yes. Yeah. Do you have any more to say about Bojack? Uh, no, I think it's, you know, obviously still... In the works. I just... No, I think it's still like holding up to the quality that oh. was the first half. That's what I mean. And uh, I know on the finale of the first half, we were confused about the reporters. And I think I mentioned like, it'll make more sense. Like once you can just binge watch the entire thing. And that held true. Where it just kind of like picks up where they left off. It yeah. wasn't just this weird I don't get the bit story. they're going for. I think the bit is just that they're just like the sleuths. They're the noir reporters yeah. that are going to find the dirt and get the story. Yeah. That's, I just that's don't the... know the point of it but that's it yeah that yeah. i think that's it okay and i like i said if you can binge this entire season in one go like it was like oh that's a weird bit and then just like you'll get mm-hmm. past it but i think it's it was very jarring for that to show up in the finale of the last part yeah so good show i think mm-hmm. we'll enjoy it and be sad yeah but that's how it goes let's move on from tv to movies yes with the oscars yeah they just happened what did you think? You kind of watched them. Uh, yeah, I was playing Skyrim for uh, a good majority of it, and then we ended the Oscars playing the board game. It was fine. It, there wasn't too many surprises, I don't think, uh, aside from, you know, obviously the biggest surprise would be Parasite. It won screenplay? It won Best Original Screenplay. Yes, and then Director. Best Director, Best Foreign Language Film. And Best Picture. Yes. So, I mean... Best Director and Best Picture were definitely the biggest surprises for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but I think Screenplay and uh, Best Foreign Film, everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, Parasite's definitely going to win Best yeah. Foreign Film. But then after that, it was like, oh. So I mean, that was cool. 
I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say too much about the film, but yeah. I think it is, I think it's uh, pretty interesting. And I did see a Reddit post earlier today where it said if either 1917 or Parasite wins Best Picture, it'll be the first Best Picture since uh, Slumdog Millionaire that wins Best Picture without having any acting nominations. Mm-hmm. And so it did win that. Yeah. So that is yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice little like asterisk on the win like mm-hmm. hey this is a fun fact and that like shows the level of director expertise cinematography screenplay i don't know what it is about the movie that makes it stand up so high but yeah i get it. I, I do want to see it it's cool yeah it is different i like that it's different it's not just like war movie win oscar that's what i was saying like quentin that... tarantino like feet win oscar fucking martin mm. scorsese doesn't like marvel win oscar martin scorsese makes a really long movie yeah <laughs> it Which, wins. and i love i like all those movies i like dunkirk i like quentin tarantino without the feet stuff and you like, can't you can't have quentin tarantino without the feet stuff though so there were no feet in reservoir dogs mm, we should we should watch it again yes we should <laughs> i like that movie yeah. if there are feet in reservoir dogs send them to me i need to see this <laughs> send me your feet <laughs> no you um, heard it here first no it was cool that something different happened because people will probably complain less now <laughs> but again big asterisk by all of this the oscars mean nothing so yeah because i mean you had fucking renee zellwinger fuck her just ramble for like 10 minutes and then fucking one person spoke for the parasite and and they shut the lights off they tried to shut the lights off and try to like chew off to the uh i can't even remember jane fonda they try to make her like wrap it up and it's like there's over a dozen people on stage Mm -hmm. you think maybe someone else might want to say something yeah like every year you let best picture go on for like 10 minutes yeah but yeah, oh, oh I'm no glad had... that hollywood basically stopped them everyone yelled yeah all the like people in the audience yelled and made them oh wait yeah we should let them speak maybe we should not have 10 fucking songs during this entire thing we don't need to hear all the nominees for best song we can just fucking move past that mm-hmm. that would cut out you know 30 minutes yeah of your goddamn show that constantly runs over maybe there's a pattern uh-huh look at me fixing hollywood is that <laughs> one, where you're gonna start one award show at a time there's nothing else wrong with hollywood guys stop it <laughs> God. there's a lot wrong with hollywood yeah um any other like standout awards or jokes uh dan keaton was drunk as fuck I diane keaton yeah i oh, said dan no I was like, who diane keaton and keanu reeves is a trooper yeah for dealing with her dealing with her i thought i don't know what was up with steve martin at the beginning i think he is a very funny comedian who was not the right person to stand next to chris rock during this really long bit about no black nominees yeah like i'm sure he agrees with his politics steve martin (laughs) is a funny guy but like that's the wrong person to put up there with him fuck i just lost some check chess god damn i thought you almost said checkers no 
Yeah. It, it almost reminded me of Steve Martin and Chris Rock reminded me of uh, Kanye West and Mike Myers during the Katrina thing. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> George Bush does not care about black people. Yeah, except Chris Rock's actually kind of funny, so. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, it's just like, even the Even Jeff, if you agree with the message. I was going to say, even of the Jeff Bezos things, it's like Chris Rock was like willing to play into the bit and keep going with it, and Steve Martin was like uh yeah, yeah. Th- that's funny yeah. yeah so i don't I don't know what was up with that i don't know if it was written that way or if steve martin was just like even if if it was written that way then steve martin was doing a great job of giving mm-hmm. that body language off but yeah. i don't think i don't know yeah it was probably the funniest bit of the night which says a lot you didn't like the Kristen wig and no it was just meh. weird it went on too long yes yeah it went on too long i didn't get the point it reminded me of the panel show you watched yesterday where the guy just likes saying that song oh, for David like five O'Do- minutes. David O'Doherty? Doherty? Yeah. David O'Doherty? Where he's saying about, I, all I remember is he's saying about like being at a pharma, pharmacy. I wasn't his, listening. Yeah. It was so long and annoying. Let's get past it. But 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. Mm-hmm. Check it out on YouTube. No, I, I... I don't like the bits they do. Like I'd rather Ricky Gervais host every award show. Ever. In yes. Hollywood. Because he's actually funny. I'm sorry. Every time there's a bit where it's comedy, like fucking uh, Rebel Wilson and what's his? James Corden. Whatever. And they're being cats and they're swatting at the microphone. Like, it's just so circle jerky to me where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to make the audience laugh and they think it's funny. So let's keep doing this. And it's just like, yeah, but it's just so it's too safe. That's what I think the problem is, is the award shows are too safe with their bits and their comedy. So mm-hmm. it's, and then you have people like Diane Keaton, right? Diane Keaton. That are just fucking blitzed out of their minds. It's like. She's having fun. Fuck. She's Annie Hall. <laughs> okay. she's Annie Hall. I hope she's Annie Hall. But still, like, the dichotomy between the two things, it's just, that is the hypocrisy in Hollywood to me. She is Annie Hall. La-dee-da. Good job. Proud of you. La-dee-da. Brad Pitt won his first Oscar for acting, so that was I was surprised about that. Mm-hmm. I did not know he had never won for acting. Good for him. Yeah. Well deserved. Pretty interesting, because I think he has some pretty iconic roles throughout yeah. his career, so it's very surprising. Yeah. Similar to, like, Leo, so I think it's about it for the Oscars, unless yeah. you have any other big thoughts. Big thoughts. Did, I think, Brad Pitt's the only Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win? Yeah, because wasn't an adapted screenplay because Taika Waititi got that and had the yes. worst speech ever. Did he? He stumbled a lot. He talked about his mom and he that thinks, was cute. I liked it more than Renee Zellweger's long speech. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm sure no, she no, said no. some nice things, but she she was really drunk at the Golden Globe, so I just was not looking forward to her talking again. Another ramble. Yeah. Um. I'm glad Jojo Rabbit won something. Mm-hmm. It definitely deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that. Jojo Rabbit didn't win anything else. I don't think nope. Once Upon a Time. They won like set designer costume, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they got two victories. Yeah. I swear, guys, we did just watch this. Yeah. Uh, marriage Story day. only won for Laura Dern, I think. Uh, supporting actress, yeah. Yeah, and I think the Irishman won nothing. Yeah. Which we talked about this earlier mm-hmm. when we were on Control, where it's like, yeah, they had a lot of nominations, but that doesn't mean it's actually worth winning them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we so, never saw it so and spoilers 
I'm not gonna fucking watch it. So <laughs> you don't want to watch four hours of. <laughs> I there is so much more I could do with my time. Yeah, I would watch The Irishman if I could play my Switch during the entire. Movie. I think The Irishman is basically The Irishman. <laughs> Because it's one Irish man. <laughs> it's just Al Pacino playing every role. That's the thing. The title is The Irish Man. But Irishman. It's that's singular. How, that's how everyone says I know, it. but I'm trying to be singular. You're literally Irish. Say it right. <laughs> no. What were you going to say? The total runtime of The Irishman is the same amount of time we spent watching the Oscars, though. Yeah, but more so, things happened, I'm sure, in the Oscars than happens in the Irish. You don't know that. If it's a four-hour movie, it's going to be one of those movies where nothing happens for like three hours. And then it's like, oh, it's actually interesting, finally. Yeah. It was whatever. It was an award show. And, you know, it wasn't nearly as high energy and as unexpected as the Chestock Awards. So yeah. if you want an actually good award show, <laughs> go listen to episode 229. Chess Talk Awards number Awards five. shows don't matter. Just Except like what, for Chess like Talk what you Awards. Like. like what you like and don't let anyone say anything. Unless it's the Chess Talk Awards and then we are the Judge Jerry Executioner for the media of the year. Fuck Star Wars. Uh, so, get to the last topic. Yeah. And as you will soon discover, this episode is a horse sandwich where we got BoJack as the top button, we got the Oscar meat in the middle, and we're ending out with Horse Girl as our bottom bun of this That's a conversation. Weird sentence, brand new sentence. But we watched Horse Girl. It just came out on Netflix, and I this was a movie. Yeah. This was to me, uh, in a less extreme sense, as like a Midsummer. This is like epitome of indie movie. Yeah. Where it's really weird and it has a lot of like unnecessary long shots of like singular characters. It has a lot of weird, just random shots of scenery or just like objects in a room and just interesting music and overbearing music. Just to me, this is just if you want to have someone think of an indie movie, like this is what I would show them. This is mm-hmm. an indie movie. Yeah. Go watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Why did you want to watch this movie? Uh,. I mean, mostly for the horse sandwich joke. Seriously? <laughs> no, I, I do remember seeing people on Reddit talk about it and saying, like, uh, I, there was some buzz from the Sundance Film okay. Festival. And, like, it's coming out on Netflix. I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on Netflix. It's got a somewhat interesting synopsis. Might as well watch it and yeah. see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I think it was worth it. Yeah. I was worried, uh, and I mentioned it to you, I looked at, when I was trying to find the summary to like tell you about it, I saw the IMDb score and it was like 5.2 out of 10, mm-hmm. which to me is pretty low after watching it. Yeah. And so I was worried it was going to be another Velvet Buzzsaw scenario, mm-hmm. like the last year's Netflix yeah. surprise Just movie. It's very disappointing. But I did actually enjoy this movie. Yeah. I thought it was a very, um, it was too real of a movie in some points. It actually touched on some pretty interesting concepts, and it wasn't just like, oh, weird girl. It's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to think about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did actually appreciate that. I think uh, Alison Brie did a crazy job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched and you showed me a video on Instagram where she was like promoting it, and she was talking about how she took influence from her grandma mm-hmm. and what her, her mom went through. Because it's 
basically a movie about mental illness. Yes. So. And like familial mental illness. Yeah. And so Allison Brie talked in that Instagram video about how her grandma mm -hmm. had some pretty bad mental health problems and mm -hmm. she channeled what her mom went through a lot in this role. Yeah. And then also in that video, she mentioned how most of the dialogue was improvised. Yeah. Like the, because she mm. co-wrote it with someone okay. else and they kind of just gave the actors like, here's the objectives of the scene. Here's get, what everyone. Bullet points. Yeah. Like here's what the characters are feeling and here's what they're trying to get out of this conversation or this scene. And then they just filmed. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that knowing that after the fact adds like another level to the movie, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and uh, we saw a Reddit comment where the movie kind of essentially like loops on itself, mm -hmm. which I think adds like rewatching, rewatchability to it because people are mentioning like different things that they saw that showed up at the beginning of the movie that mm -hmm. also showed up at the end. And both you and I are like, I don't, I don't remember, remember that. Yeah. So, um, I but, almost wanted to like turn it back on and like see that because I was like, I don't fucking remember that. Yeah. It was interesting to see that those filmmaking choices because a big plot point was like, is she mentally ill? Is she being abducted by aliens? Like, is she in a time loop? Is she a clone? Like, so it was interesting to see that. And I think... And make you kind of question, like, is she just crazy or... Yes. Yeah. And I think it, it the movie leaves that completely up to you. Yeah. It gives you enough one way or the other to decide. Yeah. And people are i think on reddit you said like most people are pretty good it's like oh she just kills herself spoilers for this movie yes um she kills herself at the end of it yeah. but it also just literally shows her being abducted by an alien so it's like you can also just take it at face value and mm -hmm. go everything she's seeing is real and she got abducted by an alien at the end of it yeah and i think that's a cool little like twist on this movie it's like if you are taking it at face value of what the protagonist is seeing, mm -hmm. this is just a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. I did see other people trying to figure out, like, the realistic version of it. And that there was all these comments about her being in the mental hospital before and seeing the therapist before. And they think that she's had some kind of, like, electroshock therapy. And, like, the things she was waking up and seeing, like, the aliens, like, fucking with her were just, like, her remembering, like going yeah. through that which i thought was interesting just doctors yeah 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 i think so because definitely the girl she spoke with at the end was that was also in a room that was herself yeah when she had her first like mental break mm -hmm. i uh, think probably after her friend yeah had her accident because that was the same actress from when that happened and, yeah. and the pictures and things like that so mm -hmm. yeah i just don't get how the other guy fits into everything the the married plumber I mean, I don't get that. That's the one thing a, I questioned. The comment that gave clues and stuff like you do see him early on, like in the opening, like mm -hmm. not monologue, but like montage where like she's talking and stuff. And, like you mm -hmm. see him walking in the background. So I think it's probably like how um, there's the thing where in dreams, like in general, every person you see in your dream is someone you've seen before. Yeah. Like, just walking around casually. And so I mm -hmm. think that's what that guy is. Hmm. She just, he probably works nearby and so he walks by that store often enough yeah he clearly does yeah and so she's just seen him before and so it just implanted in her head in her dream i yeah. think that's literally it yeah and that's sad but mm -hmm. i think that's the extent of his purpose in her okay. head it's interesting yeah and she just gave it more meaning because like 
he's literally just an owner for a plumbing company and mm -hmm. he has a wife and they seem to be fine there's not a big fight or anything like they're just having dinner so it's yeah he's a guy that's it mm -hmm. i really liked her obsession with the supernatural show mm -hmm. purgatory is that what it's called yes yeah. like you don't know you know supernatural darren god like from purgatory <laughs> My God, you didn't tell me his name was Darren. Don't don't do that. <laughs> it's just like my favorite show. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, she was so awkward. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. One thing I would probably knock from it is I think the pacing was kind of rough. Yeah. Because I think she devolved very quickly mm -hmm. where it's like okay she's a little quirky or whatever and then like within 10 minutes like she was ranting about aliens aliens and a the, thermometer and... and she's a clone and yeah so i thought that that like yeah it kind of helped keep you interested because mm -hmm. it's like holy shit she's going insane mm -hmm. but at the same time like you think back to it and you're like what was the catalyst for why this happened and why is why is she talking to yeah. this guy on their first date about it so intensely mm -hmm. I think it was that first dream when after they had like the party yeah. and then seeing that plumber guy is what like started everything. Um, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. doesn't make sense, but I've also seen people questioning like what order the scenes actually took place in. Weirdest part was like the first scene with a the therapist in the mental hospital. He talked about her being there before. And mm -hmm. then the next scene with him, it was like he'd never met her before. She had just gotten there. So mm -hmm. people are questioning like her perception of time. Yeah, and I think it's definitely not with. not just like how fast it's passing, but like what order things are happening to her. And so mm -hmm. it's a good question. Yeah, I mean, even then with therapist at the end, like when she's he said he's she is going to be released. She's like, oh, but it's only been one night. And he's like, no, it's been seventy two hours. So it's like mm -hmm. she clearly is the unreliable narrator and point of view. So I'm just trying to think. What about like the non-technical aspects or non-plot aspects? Like technical aspects. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Uh, I mean, like I said, they, they had some very indie like long shots. Like I remember early on uh, on her birthday where she went to the graveyard, the cemetery, and it just like kept zooming in more mm -hmm. and more on her. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, to me, I think it's very subjective where some people would probably say like oh that's beautiful that's art and i'm more on the fence of like it's a little unnecessary and just yeah like, it's to me that seems just like very self-gratifying of like look at us we're we're taking this movie slow and mm -hmm. we're showing that mm -hmm. she's in pain yeah. um so i mean you had things like that i think that the sets and the like shifting of locations was cool mm -hmm. um the big scene where i think that comes into play uh is when she's um freaking out she locks herself in the bathroom she takes a shower and then she shows up at work without realizing it mm -hmm. but us the audience like we could piece it together because they're working whatever and then you know, all of a sudden you see sarah's car pull in and mm -hmm. like it cuts back and she's in the shower and it cuts back and she's standing in her store so i thought that was pretty interesting. I mm -hmm. think that they do um, some interesting shots outside of the long whatever shots were mm -hmm. um, when she's staring at the sink after the first like obvious blackout that we see. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting shot of just like her like brooding over the water going mm -hmm. down the sink. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think it does have its positives technically, even though it 
is a little like pretentious sometimes i would say what about you i get that i'm used to it yeah i know yeah. That, that's why i'm like yeah it's the artsy thing the yeah. indie movie thing yeah. to do it was very jarring to me when it started because the muted like color palette and like cinematography of it and then like the set design her the costumes, like, I thought it was the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then she was, like, on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And I think that's part of it. Like, yeah. That's the point. It's like, she is... Stuck in 95 when her friend got into her accident. And she's traumatized. Yeah. And... But also, like, the fucking 50s or whatever with her grandma's dress. And yeah. And, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. she is not modern and she can't figure it out. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm whole ending sequence was weird to me the like the end end or the like <laughs> the pink ninja ending that to the end yeah like all of that yeah it's like what the fuck pretty interesting though we were laughing a lot but just because of not in a bad way just like this is so ridiculous mm-hmm. and to me interesting like yeah what is happening mm-hmm. and there were so many points where i thought the movie was just gonna end on us and thankfully it kept going so we yeah. got a little more answers to it a little yeah all right so do you think she was abducted by aliens or was she schizophrenic and did she kill herself i i think that the movie wants you to have faith and believe that she was abducted but i think just with their Family history and everything, she was schizophrenic and killed herself. That's just a sad reality. Yeah. What about you? I think that too. Yeah. Like, it's definitely more depressing, but that's probably what happened. Yeah. So. Sad. Yes. You were really upset when they introduced her friend and, like, showed what happened to her friend. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a fucking hard thing to watch. Mm -hmm. I wanted Madeline to be on this episode and be like... Has that ever happened? Do you know anyone that's been like damaged from horse riding? Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. It it makes sense like now at the end of the movie, but definitely when they introduce it, like you don't know the extent of Sarah's mm-hmm. trauma and mental issues, and yeah. so it's just like all of a sudden you're hit with this brick wall of like, oh, this is the grim consequences of mm-hmm. just riding a horse. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you're damaged. Mm-hmm. It was just, I think it was a very hard step on the brakes in the yep. movie. So yep. it it was the first like hint to you, like this is going to be a movie about fucking trauma. <laughs> Oof. Okay, Diane. Oof. That's damage. Not good damage either. Not good damage. No, not good damage. I like that it was not two and a half hours long. Yes. It got the plane across in under two hours. Thanks, yes. the Duplass brothers. Yeah. I was very impressed with a lot of the improvisations, I guess. Like, nothing felt like... It all felt natural, which is nice. Because I feel like some movies that try to do, like, unscripted things aren't always... They feel more awkward than they should be, even though they're supposed to be, like, natural conversations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they all felt like real people. Yeah. Poor Darren. That's all I gotta say. What? Poor Darren. That's oh, all I yeah, have to he say. was really nice. Uh huh. And he just wanted a nice girl. Mm-hmm. And then he got human thermometer. God. And he was still trying to be nice to her when she was losing her goddamn mind. He was like, "I really like you. Let's just go." Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave you alone mm-hmm. in the middle of the night in a cemetery. And she was like hitting him, mm-hmm. like fuck. Mm-hmm. And he still like when he was like about to walk away, like he didn't want to. God, he was a nice guy. They subverted that expectation of him being, like, a dick because 
her roommate and her boyfriend were kind of dicks. I don't know, her roommate was pretty nice to her. Yes, I was going to say, imagine having that as a roommate. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Yeah, she was very patient with her. Mm-hmm. Sad. Mm-hmm. So sad. So what would you rate it? Out of 10? Out of 10 underfunded mental hospitals. Out of 10? <laughs> out of 10 underfunded mental hospitals. Out of 10 Molly Shannon. What? Uh, out of 10 future phone calls. No. Out of ten horses. Fine. <laughs> God. It's very fitting. Mine's very fitting. Yeah, but it, this isn't the Joker. We got to move past it. We can never move past <laughs> it because as a society, you get what you fucking deserve. Uh, seven. Yeah, I was gonna say seven as well. Yeah, I don't think it's amazing. It's not gonna be my, like in my top five of the year probably, but. I do think it's better than I thought it would be. Yes, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. But I still have my issues. But it's a movie where I enjoyed, and I think people that like movies would enjoy, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to recommend it to my parents to watch this. Fuck no. So it's like, yes, I enjoy it, but I understand that it definitely has its faults, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of out there. So it's just odd. Is it up there, like, in that category with Midsummer for you? Yes. Would you recommend that to your parents? No. Okay. But I think uh, Midsummer just executes itself better. And that's what puts, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I would probably need to like rewatch both of them and like Mm kind of put them side by side. Yeah. But to me, it's just, I left Midsummer with a much more visceral reaction. And I think that's what elevates it to a different level. That's a word for it. It is. I think the very fitting word for Midsummer Mm -hmm. is visceral. Can't Never forgetting. You made me watch that. Just think of Florence Pugh pouting as she doesn't get her Oscar. Yeah, they had like a bunch of references to Midsummer in the opening scene of the Oscars. I see it. So it was like this big dance number, and they were all wearing like the costumes from Midsummer, and it was like really weird. So like, you didn't fucking, fucking nominate yeah, them once. Like, yeah. fuck you. You don't. People get to were do really that. pissed off about it. Good. Yeah, I was like, you didn't fucking nominate them for That's shit. The best picture. No. No. Um. So yeah, I think I'll do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the horse sandwich. Yeah. We definitely did. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week with more Bojack episodes and probably something else. That's it. Bye. I'm tired.